What is up guys, Cristali here for another Cristali podcast. You're getting two in one day because, well, the first one obviously was about uh, about video games and all, which is cool, which is great, I'm excited, I like it, but we got to talk about Ukraine and uh, the United States involvement. I grabbed two videos off of YouTube for us to check out here. I haven't watched them yet, this is a blind review of them. Uh, from the news sources, I don't. Rem I honestly, I grabbed them and forgot to figure out where they came from. But uh, so either way, the credit still goes to the news reporters and everything else. But I want to hear what they're going to say about what's going on, and I'll give my two cents during it and afterwards. So let's go ahead and get started. Pentagon uh, press secretary talked about that that Russian convoy uh, stalled miles outside. No, we're not going to do it that way. Hold on. We're going to do it through video capture. All right, so I'll pull it up first. Hold on. Get it ready here. I apologize. I'm not going to I'm not even going to edit it out. I wanted to do it that way, but the problem is is I wouldn't be able to hear it so I can't react to it. Um so I got to do it this way. Bear with me a moment. All right. So I'll pause that and then I will pull up the there we go and then I will full screen it and then we will play it and react and go from there alright so bear with me I apologize for this. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, hopefully it'll straighten itself out. What the fuck is going on? Oh, it'll just shut itself up. That's fine. Yeah, who cares? I wasn't recording or anything. Tell me the videos are broken. That they didn't download right. Let's see if I can get it to. There we go. Uh, to say that they aren't making much progress, you still have a formidable amount of firepower and 
terms of the troops, the armored vehicles, and the artillery uh, that are in that convoy. And, and so there is a real concern that they will play a, a significant part of an encirclement of Kiev, which the Ukrainians believe uh, is still Moscow's main priority. They said that just today, uh, that the top priority is still to encircle Kiev and to break through the resistance. So not only do we have that convoy that is north of Kiev, we also have uh, Russian forces to the west. Uh, that the Ukrainians claim have been pushed back. We have seen su some success by the Ukrainians against the Russian forces there, and the Ukrainians believe that they are calling up uh, more resources uh, to, to replenish uh, their, uh, their troops uh, and their weaponry there. And Anderson, that is a very important point, because we keep hearing about the successes of the Ukrainians uh, against the Russians, but the fact of the matter is that the, the Russians have a, a much, much deeper reserve uh, of power than the Ukrainians do. That's why the Ukrainians have been calling on everybody not just in the country, but from outside the country to come help them fight. The Pentagon believes that some 92% uh, of the pre-positioned combat power of the Russians is now in Ukraine, and that they still have the vast, vast majority of that combat power still in reserve. Uh, so despite the fact that the Russians have not made much progress uh, here in Kyiv, there is still so much they can do. And Anderson, the belief is that if they are, that because they may be frustrated on the ground, because they are getting pushed back on the ground, that they may step it up from the air. So there is real concern, real fear that we may see, soon see more significant aerial bombardment, not just of, it is scary. Uh, of, of other areas uh, by Russia's uh, helicopters uh, and jets, Anderson. Yeah. Uh, Fred, in Moscow, NATO, uh, you've been watching uh, Russian weapons and manpower uh, pour into Ukraine now for uh, this entire invasion. Wow, I'm surprised CNN is actually reporting about the cluster bombing. Don't do that. Don't do it again. No, I'm sorry. I got to stop that a minute. I, I can't st stomach that. He's been targeting civilian areas. He has been using cluster bombs uh, and stuff like that. You've seen it on the news over and over again. Uh, we've seen the videos themselves. All of us have. He's trying to justify it by turning around saying that these people are hiding weapons. Now, the only justification he would have to even saying that is that the uh, Ukrainian government turned around and implored their citizens to take up arms against the Russian army and did the, 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 the municipality police and all that handed out weapons to civilians who volunteered to defend their country. The only justification Vladimir Putin would have of saying that they're hiding or stockpiling weapons is using the fact that the civilians are taking up arms against the, uh, the, the, the forces of Russia. This is absolutely sickening. This is the stupidest fucking... I, you can't justify anything Vladimir Putin says the day he lost all credibility wasn't even when he invaded Russia or uh, Ukraine. When he invaded Ukraine, 
that was that was a that was a them problem. I, I mean, again, I'm with Ukraine. I stand for Ukraine. Russia should never have done it, but because they did it, at that moment in time, it's just like okay, Russia's pushing for they want the territory they believe is theirs back. I don't agree with it, but whatever. When he started dropping cluster bombs, when he started fucking threatening nu- uh, nuclear arms at high alert, you're a madman. You're a madman who's looking to intimidate through fear. You're looking to to destroy Western civilization and ideals, capitalism, liberty, democracy, uh, republics, anything like that. <sighs> Look, the last thing in the world I want, the last thing in the world I want is World War III. But I think that's where we're heading, and unfortunately, it's going to be the only way to take to take care of this guy. In, in my opinion, is there's going to have to be a push. He's not stopping with Ukraine. If Ukraine falls and goes under Soviet rule, he is going to go after all the other Bolsheviks. He's going to. Uh, He's already teaming up with China. China's going to go after Taiwan, you know, um, and we're going to be forced to get involved. And I don't want that to happen because we're talking about nuclear-powered countries with communist and uh, totalitarian ideals who probably have an itchy trigger finger. And the reason I don't want it, there's two reasons. One, I don't want it because of the fact that nobody wants... You know, like I said in my other video, I love the Fallout video game franchise, but I don't want to live it. And that's what's going to happen if we wind up in this war. But the other thing, the other reason I don't want this war is because the United States does not have strong leadership to fight the war. We don't. I don't care what side of the aisle you sit on. Joe Biden is not the president to handle this situation. Kamala Harris is not the vice president. Nancy Pelosi is not the leaders we need to handle this situation if this situation goes into a full-scale war, a world war. They are not the leaders we need. They are not the leaders who will do what needs to be done. I fear for Ukraine, but I fear for the rest of the world as well. Let's continue. Wait, he, he there there is no Ukrainian civilian deaths. I, I saw a video of a six year old who was who was killed in an apartment bombing uh by by the Russians and I think the last reported uh I think two days ago, like the last bombing and, and all. Uh at not not in Kiev, uh Kiev, but uh the second largest city. I think it was reported of something like three hundred uh non-combatants dead in Ukraine, but yeah, he's not targeting civilians. There's no civilian casualties. Fucking piece of shit. Uh, lower house of parliament and then the upper house of parliament as well. So you're just trying to fast track all of this. 
which essentially makes it illegal to say anything critical about the Russian military and its operations uh, or anything that would sort of induce sanctions uh, against Russia. And the penalties uh, are pretty uh, massive. It's up to 15 years in prison uh, or around $13,000, which is a huge amount of, uh, of money here in I did hear that too earlier today, uh, listening listening to reports while I was at work. Um, I, I did hear that he is cracking down on people in Russia who are protesting the war. Uh, anybody who speaks out uh, against uh, what Russia is doing, what Vladimir Putin is doing, uh, he has been arresting uh, those protesters and and everything else. So I mean, he's silencing his his critics. He he's he's. He's making sure that everybody is on page with him and what he wants to do. And if you're not in line, then you go away. Poland, and just over my left shoulder uh, is the border with Ukraine. We are seeing families, uh, some of whom just crossed by us as you were talking. I'm going to have Jerry just show you. They have uh, finally gotten some transport to get out of the frigid cold. You can see that they are carrying very few things. Uh, most people have just one bag or one backpack, lots of children. some kids who are in nine or ten um, coming over the border. It's uh, a slow when it comes that to... That was the on there and not the video itself. So. All day and all night long, people coming through here. And now Poland has about half... Oh, little kid. million plus people who have made their way from the war in Ukraine into another country. Poland bearing the brunt of that because of its proximity and because Poland has opened its doors... Uh, much wider, um, allowing people, for example, not just to drive, they can walk, and however they can get here. Uh... God bless Poland for that. I, I, I want to stop a minute and, and say that. God bless Poland for that. They could choose to turn a blind eye, but they remember what it was like uh, during the Nazi invasions during World War II, the beginning of World War II, uh, when they wound up under Nazi control and everything. They know what Ukraine is going through because they went through it themselves. And instead of turning a blind eye to it, they, they opened their arms, they opened their borders and said, come on over, get your family safe. We'll take care of you the best we can. God bless Poland for that. I've I just got to say that. Go ahead. Uh, they will be allowed over the border of the EU and Poland, assuring people no matter what their residency is or what their passport says, uh, they will be allowed to cross away and out of war. But we are seeing something very interesting, and that is we are seeing 
people springing out of Ukraine, but we are seeing a few people going in. Listen. We picked up uh, the two guys and we were reading between the parts. There's a little story I was sniping uh, in Afghanistan twice, and I went against ISIS as well. Second time as a volunteer, and uh, we just met up at the uh, airport, and we need to push a lot of people at the front very quickly. So there were several men that we noticed walking towards the border and then going in. Uh, they were uh, speaking French. There was someone who was French Canadian, and there were people who were from the UK, from England. Uh, all of them said that they were uh, veterans of war and that they wanted to just go and fight, uh, fight for Ukraine, fight for, as they said, freedom, fight against Russia and against what they called fascism and communism. Uh, they said this is their, their duty and that um, they are going in unpaid to try and help uh, the Ukraine people. One by one, they said they had a plan and that they had someone meeting them on the other side of Ukraine. On a talk television for Project Terror, stay with me for just a second. What, what what's tragic about that? I applaud that absolutely. I know I know they didn't say there was any uh, American soldiers or or volunteers, but you know I've always stated this about the American uh, military is that you take an oath of enlistment, and even when you get your DD two fourteen and you uh, and you retire or you opt out or or you're honorably or dishonorably discharged doesn't matter that that oath of enlistment does not have an expiration date so good on these soldiers here i don't know what their oaths are or anything else but the fact that they looked at it as their duty to fight against communism to fight against fascism to stop russia from uh, bulldozing over ukraine even though that's not their country and they could easily sit in their own country and be safe and secure and everything else they'd rather take up arms and defend innocent people from this tyranny god bless them I'm all for it, 120,000%. I wish there was more people in the world like that. I'm hiding some issues with your signal, but I've been able to hear you loud and clear. I just want to ask you that there are some 500,000 uh, uh, people who are then crossing the border. Are there in Poland right now? What what happens to them after they cross? I mean, longer term, not just within 24 hours, but, you know, in the weeks to come, where are they going? What's going to happen to them? Thing. And that's why you see so much panic on people's faces, so much sorrow on people's faces, because frankly, most of them have no idea. We met a family last night who literally had the clothes on their back. They had nothing. They had panicked. There were bombings very close to them. They had gone into a shelter and literally ran out of that country as fast as they could get here. And they got here eventually by train. And it was just a matter of trying to figure out who they could go to. They said they were going to a friend's house, a friend uh, barely even knowing that they were going to show up the same night. Uh, there isn't a lot of planning that you can do. I mean, this has only been going on for a week and a few days. And so people don't know. Uh, some of them have been stuck in a train station for a couple of days trying to figure out their lives. One thing, though, we are hearing is that there are lots of people here in Poland and around Europe, Germany, Denmark, who are telling people they are welcome, they can come to stay in their personal homes, and they'll give them transportation. Very cool. All right, I'm going to stop that one, out that one out, and we are going to go right into the next one here. This one here uh, is Lindsey Graham uh, talking about uh, take this guy out, talking about uh, Putin. It's the only way to stop Russia. We're going to take take a look at this one, and then we'll have a topic of conversation. Let's pull it up and see what we see. 
By the way, you saw in the background, I'm actually editing another, rendering down another video, which we'll be releasing today as well. So. Now, do just real quick for the people listening, do you realize how dangerous that is? They bombed a nuclear power plant. It was caught on fire. Now, nuclear energy is safe. It's 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 clean. You know, it's good for the environment. It it there there's nothing bad about uh, nuclear energy except if that reactor melts down, or is is cracked and and radiation is leaked or something. Like they were literally look in my mind just just the fact that you bombed a nuclear power plant which by itself is safe but you're bombing it you're breaking its its, its structural integrity you possibly could rupture its tanks and its its, its uh uh radiation shields and everything you were looking to create a nuclear explosion and nuclear fallout without launching a nuclear missile this this was an end around to a nuclear strike or an attempt end around to, to a nuclear strike. You cannot convince me of otherwise. That is fucking dangerous. And if nothing else has convinced you that this guy is a, a war criminal, that Putin is a war criminal, nothing else convinces you that that's what he is. Bombing a nuclear reactor in hopes that it would blow up. Because why else would you bomb it? is absolutely sickening. Then to reopen the Keystone Pipeline and stop taking oil from Russia. Jesus Christ. They're warning the worst is yet to come. And during meetings with NATO leaders and European allies today, Secretary of State Blinken plans to discuss efforts to help refugees from Ukraine. In Washington, I'm Bree Jackson for NBC News. 
All right, that, that was a short one. I got to talk about this one because nobody, well, I shouldn't say nobody. Uh, we all want to see Putin put down. He's a rabid dog. He needs to be put to sleep. I absolutely agree. I don't think this ends until Putin's dead. I do agree with that. However, calling on the Russian people to, to kill their leader, that's dangerous territory. That's very, very dangerous territory. If he gets taken out by a Ukrainian sniper, that's the cost of war. If one of his own people betrays his, you know, his leader and kills him, although justified, especially because of the leader's actions and behaviors, that could spark a serious civil war within Russia. Let me, let me explain. There are people who are against what Putin is doing. There are people that are protesting, getting arrested, everything else, uh, because they do not agree with the, the uh, direction Putin is leading Russia into. However, there is also fanatics, military leaders, and, and the oil gogs and everything else, however you fucking say the word. They are, they are on the side of Putin. So if some general balls up and put a uh, two-tap in the back of Putin's head, that will be seen as treason. And you will have a rebellion and civil war where the, the uh, Putin fanatics will steamroll over their own citizens. That is just way more bloodshed. I want to see this end. I want to see Ukraine left alone. And I want to see Putin put in his place, which is six feet underground. But I don't think getting the Russian people to kill their own leader is the correct way to do it. I think that'll do more harm than good and kill a lot of innocent Russians. And yes, I, I'm standing up for, for the Russian people. I don't want to see them caught in the crossfire of a, of a power struggle and, and political civil war over the ideals of Putin versus uh, non-Putin. I think the best way is either Ukraine or NATO, or if this turns into a world war, which I really don't want, uh, but if it turns into a world war, then any of the uh, allied forces that go against Putin, one of them put him the fuck down. But no, I, I would not recommend at all uh, a citizen of Russia, even for the right reasons, don't do it. It's going to harm your country more than it's going to help. But... That's that's my opinion, guys. Um, I I absolutely agree with the fact that we do need to end end uh, Putin's reign. We need to end Putin as a person because he's not a person. He's a monster. And I do want to touch on this. Uh, we were talking about heavy sanctions against Russia, which really ain't doing shit because most of Europe, like sixty percent of Europe, and a good majority of us, the United States. Like they said, we're paying Russia for oil, for, for our energy resources. We need to stop that. The only way you're really going to hurt Vladimir Putin and his regime is to fuck his economy. And I, many people have referred to Russia as a, uh, a gas station. Because that's what they do. Their, their, major, their major export, their major money coming in is the world's oil supply, including us here in the United States. We could be energy uh, independent. We already were. Reopen the Keystone Pipeline. 
and then start offering Europe an alternative to Russia's, you know, shit. Yeah, of course, is it going to make all of our economies go up a little bit during the transition? Are we going to see spikes in gasoline prices? We're seeing it already, but will we see it until the transition happens and we, and we get the pipeline rerunning and all the stuff coming from, from our own dom domestication? Sure. But you know what? I'd rather pay the extra dollar, two dollars per gallon while rebuilding our own infrastructure and then paying, uh, uh, shipping out to other countries that have been Russia dependent upon oil and gasoline and then watch it drop and watch Putin fucking scramble because he has no money anymore than to pay a dollar, two dollars, three dollars more per gallon. And funding this madman's fucking bid for world domination. If I could speak directly to President Biden right now, those would be the exact words I would say. Open the goddamn pipelines and cut off their support, Russia's support and funding from our hard-earned dollars. I do not want to fund his war. Nobody else wants to fund his war. Shut it the fuck down. And let's start being energy independent again. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments section down below. And of course, I will catch you on the next Chris Stolle podcast. Until then, guys, have a good week. Stay safe.